0: Here we go. Evening. Welcome to Unfiltered with Cara Jones Unlimited LLC podcast. Tonight I'm excited to present the fourth episode of Cara Jones Unlimited Grown Women Only series. My distinguished guest tonight is Ms. Shamika Thomas. She is the founder and director of Diamond's Mentoring and Empowerment Program in Birmingham, Alabama. Hey, Shana! How are you? Hi, girl. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Of course. But of course. <laughs> we finally met up again, right? Right.
1: Finally.
0: (laughs) I came all the way to Birmingham and didn't get to see you. Right. I'm still sad about that. Well, you know what? Things happen. That's right. And so thank God for technology. That's right. So we can
1: see each other, talk to each other. Yeah.
0: Fabulous as usual. I like that strawberry blonde girl. You know, we love strawberry. (laughs) Of course,
1: you're always looking gorgeous. <laughs> Girl, please. I got my hair all braided up tonight. <laughs> but that is super cute. I was looking at that earlier when we were preparing for everything. I said, "Yes, I love what she's done with your hair. I love that. It looks good on you."
0: It's not curled, basically. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it looks
0: good, honestly. But you know, we as women, we can switch it up when we want to, right? Right. Okay. <laughs> so. You know, I just wanna give a little background information on grown women only. I am wearing my grown women only bling tee tonight. I'll come down a little bit so people can see it. Okay, and Cara Jones Unlimited Grown Women Only, for those of you who don't know, is a social network and gathering that I created under the Car Jones Unlimited LLC performing arts company in 2016. Basically, we are a group of women, groups of women, I should say, in various cities and states Alabama, mm-hmm. California, Illinois, uh, where are we? Arizona, Texas, who are like minded, but we're allergic to foolishness. That's right. <laughs> You remember. I remember. (laughs) We about the business, right? We're trying to get things done, um, impact and help the community and be of service. That's right. So with no further ado, let's jump into you because this is all about you tonight. Okay. Tell the people who you are, Shameka, where you come from and what made you create, establish,
1: diamonds mentoring and empowerment program okay well i am shamika thomas founder and director of diamonds mentoring and empowerment program and diamonds actually originated well i tell everybody this story um years ago god told me to create diamonds um and i did not want to create diamonds because I did not want to come out and speak on my molestation um during that time I was like you know sometimes you're you know let's be honest you you fuss at God sometimes I have I do you know and I was like God I don't want everybody in my business and I don't want to talk about That You know, it was still very raw. It was still very, I wasn't too healed from it. Um, And so God was telling me to start diamonds. And the reason for starting diamonds, um, he was like, you're going to help many, you're going to help many. And I was like, well, Lord, I don't want to start diamonds. Diamonds, you know so then maybe three years ago he literally lit a fire underneath me and said now is the time to start diamonds out of nowhere I was no longer ashamed I was no longer embarrassed um and I started diamonds um as stated earlier I have experienced molestation so my molestation actually started at the age of seven at the hands of an uncle that was married to the family um and This happened countless times, numerous times. Um, My mother would take me to my aunt's home to um, spend the night because she and and her husband worked overnight. And so, um, you know, my mom's sister's home, my aunt was supposed to be home, was supposed to be a safe place, right? And so um, what would happen was he would come in once everyone was asleep. Okay, so he would come in once everyone was asleep and he molested me in one form of molestation. Um, And and, um, later, once I was, um, I turned 12, I was molested again um, at the hands of my stepfather in which, you know, my mother was married to him. Um, And so I was molested again in a different form. And so, um, and the reason why I'm saying different forms did you, were you saying something?
0: I needed you to stop for a minute. Okay. I'm trying to hold myself together. Okay. The reason I said that Shamika, is because you and I have talked many times. We are both sexual assault survivors. Yes. But Tonight is the first time I, I must say that maybe I'm hearing or I'm hearing clearly that you were molested by more than one family member. I thought
1: it was the uncle, only the uncle. No, it started the first time it started with the uncle.
0: And then that was at the age of seven. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. And so you said, if I heard you correctly, you said by age 12. At age 12, then your stepfather, your mother's husband, molested you in a different way. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, let me ask you this. Did the uncle molest you
1: on an ongoing basis from age 7 to 12? No, no, not at all. The uncle molested me... um, it was several different countless times i can't count count how many times of course my mother was going to work and everything um it didn't last until the age of 12 no not at all
0: we won't get into those gory details of course but i know everyone is thinking because people asked me why didn't you say something why didn't you tell your auntie? Why didn't you tell your mama? Why didn't you tell your oldest sister, dear?
1: You said my older sister? I'm the I'm the oldest, so I didn't have an older sister. I thought she was the oldest. Your no, I'm
0: the- <laughs> so you're the oldest. Okay.
1: Yes. Well, um, my uncle told me if you tell anyone, I will kill your mother and your brother. So you know, at the age of 7, here I am. Um I was filled with so much hatred for him. I had so much fear and I had to protect the people that I love. At the right. time it was me and my brother that's 6 years younger than me. And so it was my job I felt to protect them. So, you know, at 7 if someone threatens you in that manner, you're not thinking oh he can't get to him oh you know there's ways of protecting like if you're telling me if I tell you're gonna kill my mother and my brother I'm thinking if I open my mouth and tell anyone you will kill my mother and my brother and I had to protect them so yes um so yeah, so the reason why diamonds was also started to the purpose the purpose of diamonds is to mentor, educate, and empower. Okay, mentor, because there are other people that are constantly experiencing and have experienced sexual trauma. To educate, because notice I said there are different forms of molestation. There are forms that people don't realize is a form of, that are forms of molestation. And empower because, you know, we don't realize that molestation, even if it happened, or rape, um, even if it happened years ago, it's still affecting us. You know, it it affects our family, it affects our relationships, it affects um, how intimate we are with our partners, our husbands, our wives, um, and and just things of that nature. So that's the purpose um, and the mission of Diamonds, to mentor, educate, and empower. (laughs) I see you putting your glasses on. (laughs) Everybody laughs
0: because, honey, when it gets deep, I pull out my glasses like this, like, what did you say? People don't understand what you just said, and you know, I'm glad that you're being forthright because Mm -hmm. people need to understand, even though the trauma may have happened decades ago for you and for me, we still have triggers that we deal with, sometimes daily, almost daily. Yes. And what, what may um, seem nonsensical, I'll just use that term lightly, may seem nonsensical to others is a major event for us. Yes. Yes. And so I like what you're doing. I applaud you. I salute you because, you know, when you and I were growing up, and I'm about 20 years older than you, so imagine back then, but even when you were growing up and in Alabama, there mm-hmm. were not a lot of places and people that we could turn to. That's right. Even if we wanted to tell, I did tell, I did tell, mm-hmm. you eventually told, let's talk about that. When was it that you spoke up?
1: Okay. Well, I was in junior high school and um, we all can remember how kids can be when they're joking and things of that nature. So um, we were at the lunch table um, and while we we're at the lunch table, uh, the I had a kid in my class with the same name of the uncle that molested me. And so this uncle, um, the kid uh, was ignoring a girl that was calling his name. And at first it didn't bother me because, you know, when she said his name one time, it was nothing. She kept saying his name, saying his name and saying his name. And he kept ignoring her. And she was like, I know you hear me and she just kept saying his name and saying his name and saying his name during this time it had been years since i've seen you know um this uncle and so not years it had been uh, years since this happened the molestation and so as she kept saying his name i felt myself cringe Mm -hmm. and so she kept saying his name and i literally just started shaking and screaming like i had a complete fit and so the kids in the lunchroom looked and they were like what's wrong with Shemika? Shemika lost her mind she was going crazy like I was shaking I was screaming ah! like it was uncontrollably and so I had a friend um at the time and she still remember this to this day um she was my best friend back then and what she did she took me by my arm and she took me out of the lunchroom and she was like what is wrong with you what was that what was that because too I was a person at school I would always smile laugh joke around everything so she had never seen me any other way and she took me out of the lunchroom and she was like what is that what's going on And I just kept shaking my head no I can't tell you I can't tell you if I tell you he can't no no she was like "Who? what you know and she wouldn't let it go and so she was like I'm your friend I'm your best friend you could tell me anything I won't tell anybody I won't tell anybody and she just kept going and I was like no and I'm just crying I'm having this fit she's hugging me she's reassuring me that everything is going to be all right and she's telling me to tell her So finally, I believed that she wasn't going to tell anyone. So I opened up and I told her. um, And she said, why didn't you tell? I said, he said he would kill my mother and my brother. So she said, not if the police can get to him first. Right. She said, let's go to the principal's office. Yes. And I said, this was at Florida Junior High. Um, I actually did
0: substitute
2: teaching
1: there in
0: 2018, oh my god. Wow wow.
1: Um, and so so she said let's go to the principal's office and I was like no 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 and she was like it's going to be okay and I'm going to be here right I'm going to be right here with you in the principal's office so she went with me Um, I was afraid to say something to the principal um she asked could she tell it i said yes she told the principal um at this point the principal called in um police so now police come in the principal called my mom my mom get off work
0: your mic went mute what was that there you go your mic just went off for a minute it's okay Okay.
1: Yeah, we leave the principal office and we go over. Um, my mother takes me down to the police station. And I remember being at the Montgomery Police Department and in the back. There's this white its like a white long haul. And I'm, I'm remembering sitting like on a bench talking to my mother. Well, sitting there with my mother and hear this white police officer come a male. He's asking questions because he had to fill out paperwork, mm-hmm. so he's asking asking very detailed questions. Was it, you know, how did he do it? Was it circular motion? It was just too much, right. you know, to go through. So oh, I remember. Yes, and so from that point, then ultimately we wind up going to court, and again in court, um, I'm standing there. I'm, you know, in this. I'm having to tell the the court what happened. They're asking questions I'm having to tell the court. So now I'm in a courtroom full of people that I don't know. I mean, people can't imagine, can't imagine that. They did it in open court? They had a trial in open court. Yeah, I remember, again, I was young. I just remember sitting on the stand and it was people looking at me. That's what I remember. Wow. (laughs) Okay. Um, after I spoke um, they took me out of the courtroom Mm -hmm. I remember getting home with my mother and my grandmother and I knew they were about to talk about court and my mother told me to go to my room but you know we could be hard head I didn't go to my room I just bit the corner because I wanted to hear what they were going to talk about (laughs) (laughs) and I heard my grandmother say and don't you know she said a bad word she said don't you know um she was like i can't believe when they call that so, so. fan i can't believe when they call him up there they ask him did he do it so they asked him did he do it he said yes they asked him why he did it he said because he was in love with me wow. now i want you to let's let's stick a pin in that because later there's something else that i want to talk about that want to talk about pertaining that behavior i understand it
0: baby i do understand it yeah oh my god so
1: this was the uncle this was the uncle Mm -hmm. so what happened to the stepfather and the way his form of molesting me was through bundling See, a lot of times people think of molestation as in one form, as in fumbling, bundling or penetration.
2: Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but he fumbled me. Okay. With the stepfather, he molested me in a different manner. So what my stepfather used to do was actually, he would make me, um, again, this is during the time where I'm going through puberty. So my body's going through changes and he would make me um, take off all of my clothes Um, He would whip me in sexual positions. He would do what? Whip me in sexual positions. Like beat you? Yes, whip me. like Oh my god. No, no. And so one of the positions would be to bend over and grab my ankles. Um, Another (laughs) position would be me flat on my back with my legs up and he would hold my legs and would whip me like that. Um most people wouldn't think of that as a form of molestation. I didn't realize that was a form of molestation until I got older yeah so again that's that's one of the things that um diamonds educate on and so um that's his form of molestation there. I don't know whether or not in his mind he thought as long as I don't touch her, I'm okay um but, um that was a form of molestation and ultimately um when it came out to my mother she of course left him actually before she left they got it my mom was trying to quote unquote knock his block off so to speak
0: (laughs) 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 go ahead mama marion 10 points for mama (laughs) marion
1: By the way, she's flying
0: back to Hawaii. She's on her way back to Hawaii. Again? Go ahead, Tyree. I ain't mad at her. (laughs) 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 Oh, my Lord, Shamika, you've been through so much. Oh, my God, I'm holding back the tears. You just don't know. Let's pause for a minute.
2: Okay.
0: (sighs) Maybe that's why this was so hard for me. Maybe Mm. that's why this was so hard. Maybe that's why it's hard to be around you. Mm. The reminders. I want to thank you for your strength. Mm. Because you know that this is going everywhere that we can get it to. That's my goal. When God releases people like you and I to be able to talk about, publicly, what we have survived. Yeah. That changes your life all over yet again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Because um, you're strong i know i'm strong but we get tired of being strong but we know that yes. because we are children of god we know whose we are and in whom we believe that as td jakes would say bishop td jakes nothing just happens right and so if this is what god allowed for us in his sovereignty We know that there is a purpose for this and that he is getting the glory because that is our foremost intention.
1: That's right.
0: You said some things that I want to reiterate. A lot of people don't understand, especially in the African-American family, the African-American culture, they don't understand sometimes the importance of speaking up about these things. This has been going on for ages. Yes. Incest, you know, molestation within the nuclear family. And then like you, the extended and nuclear families. Mm -hmm. In some instances, there have been births from these incestuous relationships Mm -hmm. in addition to the trauma. I'm glad that in 2020, on this 15th day of September, you and I are talking about, as two African-American women who have survived such a terrible um, ordeal, that we are free, F-R-E-E, to talk about it. And whereas many around us in our families, would still want us to be quiet, shh. How many times mm-hmm. have you seen those memes, shh? Yes. We can't afford to do that. Why can't we afford to do that, Shamika? What's happening now in 2020? What What do you see? What are you seeing out there?
1: Well, now I'm seeing, um, I mean, molestation and rape and any type of sexual trauma. It, it, again, it affects us in so many ways. It affects us, um, statistics says most of the women that's in prison have have been molested or experienced some type form of sexual trauma. Um, also, we can have, we don't realize that PTSD can um, stem from sexual trauma. Um, it's so much, it's so much but i'm going to shift because you know you pointed out something and you said something that you said that out of these sexual um out of these the sexual abuse um children are being born mm-hmm. um i tell every well i've just recently accepted the fact and started telling people um especially with diamonds because this is part of educating. Right. Um it's generational. And I see it well it's been generational in my family. My father was in <laughs> My father was conceived out of rape. So my grandmother was raped. That's how my father came about. So um on my father's side so we talked about my grandmother being raped um my i have aunts that were raped and molested and and molested um cousins that were molested on my mother's side my mother was molested um cousins were molested um aunts were molested this is a generational thing so that's part of why we also educate because we're educating because you're thinking like I thought when I was younger, oh, this is, I'm the only person this has happened to. I used to go to school feeling like I was different from everyone else because this, this monster happened to me. When the fact of the matter is this monster happens to countless and countless millions of women and children. And one of um, Diamond's slogans is to cut the silence. Because if we're not talking about it, and if we're not coming forth, how can we heal? How can we address the issue? How can we get those pedophiles behind bars? How can we Protect, properly protect our children. With some women, they have, it was so traumatic. I remember speaking to a woman and she talked about how traumatic it was that she blacked out. And then she came, um, she wound up telling her mother and her aunts. And because this was a family member, they told her to hush. Forget about it
0: absolutely
1: and you yourself you know how the mind works sometimes something so traumatic you know you can bury it and and you know she actually forgot about it until you know here comes diamonds and she got on the phone with me and talked to me about it so she didn't talk about it for years until me. I've had women to open up and talk to me about it and I'm the first person they ever told. They don't even know me. But because I'm speaking about it, they're wanting to talk to me about it. One particular person, um, she is a Caucasian woman and she opened up to me all the way from Mississippi. Never met her. Um, She follows the Diamonds Mentoring and Empowerment page on Facebook. Please follow, like and share Um, and she opened up and she spilled everything in the inbox and she she told me how she never told anyone until me her mother was on drugs and her mother's boyfriend used to molest her as a matter of fact i have a meme on facebook with her permission she gave me permission um to post the comments i even have the comments posted on facebook and diamonds and the meme and um the meme says i couldn't even go to the bathroom without him shoving himself in my mouth no That's experience yes no so yes and she was five oh she my five. god yes mercy it's, yes it's so many stories, countless, countless, countless stories. And I have people to say, well, more than women and and little girls are molested and raped, what about men? And I tell people, because I actually had someone, a man, really angry with me. And I tell people all the time, I said, listen, I was the little girl that was molested. So I know what it, it feels like to be the little girl or a woman. To me, I can't properly minister or help you or know what exactly to I can't understand how you feel as a man or a male to have gone through molestation so
0: good point can I stop you real quick yes you said two things that I want to touch on okay I want to open some minds some eyes and some ears. Okay. You said three things. Okay. We are two African American women mm-hmm. that have experienced this, but people need to understand as they are learning through the media because it's more vocal wise now, right? Mm-hmm. And this happens in every race, every yes. culture all yes. around the world yes that's point number one yes sexual molestation station and molesters pedophiles rapists sex offenders do not discriminate by culture that's right number two you said that men this man had a problem hearing this I want people to understand sexual molestation does not just happen to females, the female gender. Mm-hmm. Boys and mm-hmm. adolescent males and even men mm-hmm. are sexually assaulted. hmm Yes. I've had men to
1: actually open up to me, Um, one particular man opened up to me and told me that he was, I think he said he was five and it was his um, babysitter that was in high school that molested him. Um, I've had another man to open up to me. He actually um, put it out there on Facebook as well. Um, He was molested by another man. Um, I've also had, uh, well, another male, so, yes, there's stories, stories after stories. Um, men be- being molested by, um, boys being molested by men. Um, also, women are doing the molesting. Um, I wrote down so many, it's, it's so much that I'm not sure how much time we have, but there's so many key points in, in, um, that I want to possibly just touch on because that's part of, of Diamonds um, is to educate. We have to know that even with the little girls, I've had um, ladies to tell me that one particular lady was molested by her mother. Mm -hmm. One particular um, lady that I know of was molested uh, by her babysitter. Um, And so it's important that we talk because you're allowing you know your child to go to different places in different areas and you're thinking just because a man is not there that they're safe well that's not necessarily the case come on that's part of educating yeah also i'm going to drop this nugget what me and my daughter does we have a safe word so we know what this safe word is okay and so um my daughter she's people used to talk about me why do your daughter at four years old need a cell phone well i've always been very particular about where she goes anyway but i want her to be able to be a child um and so i do limit where she can go and things of that nature and if she goes to spend the night at a friend's house I'm in the mama's business and, and you have to do that. You know, I'm going over there. I want to see what these people are like. I want to know who's coming in and out of the home. That's right. And I'm, I'm very upfront. Like the first sleepover she ever had with the friend, um,
0: Can't hear you. You can't hear me. I'm not sure. There. Okay. And when I met with her mother, um, come I close. Some... Come in closer. There you are. Yeah. When I met with her mother, I asked her mother. I said because her mother, the little girl's mother, Mary. Stop. Adjust your volume. Your volume went all the way down. Something happened. Because I want people to hear this. am not sure what's going on. It's all the way up. Try it again. Can you hear me? Yes. There it's back. Thank okay. You. Thank you
1: what I did okay I'll just do that again if it happens again um and so when I sat down with the mother I asked about her husband Um, I told and I was just open and honest I said look I've been molested before I know you're married I know you trust your husband you don't think that would happen but so did my auntie and I just want to I don't want to I want my child to be, a. I want my daughter to be a child and I want her to experience the sleepovers and things, but I want to be careful. And so she understood. And and I asked questions. She, um, her husband works for, um, he's a police officer and she told me which days he was off work. Um, she told me he didn't come home at night. She told me a lot of different things because I was really asking questions. I liked her because she understood and she allowed me to ask those questions. And she said she understood because she, too, had been molested by an uncle. She used to live with her grandmother. The uncle lived there as well. So she lived in the home with her abuser. And he molested her countless times. And when she opened up to her grandmother, her grandmother didn't believe her. When she opened up to her mother, her mother didn't believe her. Her uncle used to molest her everywhere. All at church, everywhere. Church? And yes, molestation can happen at church. I have heard stories of little girls going to the bathrooms and molestation is happening at church. Again, the reason for diamonds is to cut the silence. To educate. Most people would think, oh, it's okay for my child to run off to the bathroom. No. No. Church, my child is not going to the bathroom by herself. Um, and so back to this friend's mother. So she completely understood. She shared her story. So we talked about that. Um, and um my daughter, of course, had a had a cell phone and everything i'm calling video chatting with my daughter and she's showing me that the little girl's mother her best friend mother is in the room sleeping on the floor to make me feel more comfortable um and so she would she did that for a while of course i knew the um husband's schedule so i made it a point that she couldn't go over there. And I will always ask my daughter, whenever she comes from somewhere, um, I ask, even if she's around family and I think she's safe, I still ask, are you okay? Um, But we have a safe word. I'm not gonna say the safe word out loud, our safe word, there's different safe words. You can use a safe word, let's say for an example, you can say chocolate chip cookies or something. And so, I think it's important for parents to actually create a safe word. So if they're ever in a place or in an environment where they don't feel safe, it doesn't necessarily have to be molestation. It could be some other form, but they can just pick up the phone without alerting people around them and say, Hey mom, I sure do want some chocolate chip cookies. Did you go to the store and buy some chocolate chip cookies? That's the hint to the mother or father to get there ASAP. And no one knows anything. You're not putting your child in any harm's way or anything of that nature. So me and my child definitely have a safe word. And I think that is important for parents to create a safe word with their children.
0: The third point I was going to bring up was the generational curses. Mm Mm-hmm. In a previous podcast interview that I did with the author, we talked about general curse, generational curses. Yes. But generational curse curses now in the church, the Christian church, yes. are now being termed generational Trump. In the world and field of mental health counseling, I have even heard some of my fellow clinicians, and practitioners using the term generational trauma. Yes. And I just wanted to um, reiterate that because this is not something new. That's right. I don't care how old you are. You may be my mom's age, 77. You may be my age, 54. You may be Shamika's age, mid-30s. You may be a teenager. You may be 40. You 40 now, boo? Girl, I thought you was 30-something. You getting old. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Welcome, girl. Welcome on up this ladder. It's beautiful. But I just want people to understand, as you would too, Shamika, I'm sure, that it happens to everybody. Elderly people are being raped sexually assaulted. Yeah in you know some of these nursing homes yes the catholic church as we know the priests have been molesting yes in the church of god in christ the bishops the elders were molesting yes i'm gonna leave that alone because that's a whole nother podcast yes (laughs) i'm just saying but this work that you're doing is important you are bringing up some serious words and terms. Another one you brought up that I deal with daily is PTSD. And for those of you who don't know what that means, it stands for post-traumatic stress disorder. Look it up, read it. There are so many elements that, you know, symptomatic elements that go into post-traumatic traumatic stress disorder and there's complex PTSD Mm -hmm. for those of us who have been or experienced trauma over the course of years or multiple times and you know you can have what I have it's called complex PTSD and I'm not ashamed to say that I think I manage it pretty well most of the time but it's real and I'm gonna say this I want to say this, Shamika, if you don't mind. I want the public that is viewing this, that will view this video, that will hear it on the various radio stations and platforms audibly. I want y'all to understand this thing here. For many people who are molested or who have experienced sexual trauma or any form of trauma, that pain does not go away. It may not be most prevalent every day of the week, month, year, but those triggers are real. And it's not that you need to tiptoe around people who've been through trauma, but be kind to all people. I post this a lot on my Facebook page. Every day I say, when I greet people, good morning, good people. At the end I say, have a blessed day and this always be a blessing. All I'm trying to say is be kind. Let's continue to implement the golden rule and treat people the way that we want and would like to be treated. And even if people don't treat you the way that you wanna be treated, you do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Do the right thing. You never know what the person next to you, just like Shamika talked about, her best friend, her childhood best friend, and you guys know what that's like when you were a kid and you had that that bosom buddy pal. Y'all played and talked about everything and anything, but she couldn't tell her. You never know what a person is going through. Parents, Pay attention to your children. Shamika, you have an instrument, is what I call it. A wonderful tool and instrument that God gave you the insight to create. I want you to share that on this podcast because I want everybody to get a copy. What is this tool that God told you to create, sweetie?
1: It's a coloring book, and it is called Don't Be Afraid Like Me. Yeah, um, And this is based on my story. And it is a tool. So many parents were coming to me saying that they didn't know how to have that difficult conversation with their children. This, this coloring book was designed for elementary um, age children. And I'm working on um, another project now for older kids. Um, but this right here is a coloring book in it. In it. It it talks about can you see the bottom? It's a story of a little girl who experienced a bad touch. A bad touch. That's good. Yes. yes. So if um,
0: you use terminology and verbiage in there that children can understand. It's yes. on their level, cognitive level of understanding. Yes. Yes. I, I actually, have a copy. I love it.
1: Thank I need you. to get two
0: more for my nieces.
1: Okay, okay. And I actually worked with a school counselor with this book. Wonderful. Um, Yeah, with this coloring book. Um, So yes, it's Don't Be Afraid Like Me. And um, it's based on my story. A little girl who experienced uh, a bad touch. While we're on the topic of um, little children, um, I want to, again, this is part of educating diamonds educate parents on the watching and understanding your child's behavior yes sometimes this is this goes um most times parents don't realize things i've had a woman to open up to me and she was just in tears because her daughter had so much resentment for her because her mother she couldn't say anything either but her body language just like myself, I well, I couldn't say anything, but I told my mom, I asked my mom one time, do I have to go over there? And my mother said, Yes, where else are you gonna go? To me as a seven-year-old, that was my little way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, let's fast forward before I ask my mother that I used to love going over there because I had cousins over there to play with. Now I don't like to go over there. And now I'm asking, do I have to go over there? Same thing with this other little girl with her, with her mother. And so she still has so much resentment towards her mother because she felt that her mother should have known and should have picked up on it. So part of Diamond's mission and job is to educate on recognizing the behaviors, yeah. parents. If your child used to enjoy going over to a certain area or a certain place or a certain home, a certain family member's home, a certain friend's home, wherever, and all of a sudden they don't want to go and they say, oh, they may tell you, I don't want to go, listen to your child. Don't take your child there if they don't want to go. For some reason, your child may not be telling you why they don't want to go, but don't take them. Um, Your child when they come from a certain place you can also tell in their behavior if their behavior has changed um also create that environment for your child to be able to tell you anything with me and my daughter she sometimes thinks that well she thinks "Uh oh i need to tell mommy mommy's going to be mad but i'm i tell her and i create the environment be able to tell me anything whether you think i'm going to get upset or not Tell me anything, create that environment for your child to be able to speak to you about any and everything. Also tell your children not to keep secrets. Right. I've raised my child up from as long as she could talk and knew about body parts, recognizing body parts, being sure she knew no one can touch her in these body parts. If they touched her, tell mommy and things of that nature. And um, I tell her, be sure not to keep secrets automatically. A light switch goes off. If you tell my daughter, this is a secret, don't tell anybody. The first thing she's going to do, she's going to run and tell me. <laughs> Good. It could, be, it could be something like giving her candy. Um, I'm the type of mother, I don't believe in giving my child candy every day of the week. She gets sweets on Fridays and Saturdays.
0: I'm glad you brought that up. Interjection real quick. Okay. While you're talking about behavior. and parenting, and Mm -hmm. parents paying attention. Yes. I'ma bring up a case that Birmingham is very familiar with. I was living in Birmingham in 2019 Mm -hmm. when Little Cupcake was kidnapped. We later found out, God rest her soul and bless her family, What I think I read in the media, and I apologize if I get it wrong, that the people who kidnapped her were people that she had seen and was familiar with.
1: Yes. Statistically, that's how it happens.
0: The people that abducted her and kidnapped her, they, in the video I saw, offered her and the other little girl candy. Parents, Halloween is approaching, but Halloween can be every day of the year if you look at it this way. Teach your children not to talk to strangers. I don't care who they are. We don't wanna teach them to be afraid of people in general. But children need to understand that it's better for them not to talk to strangers. Parents, if you have a schedule with your child, right now we're in a pandemic. We are still in the midst of a COVID-19 pandemic and some children are going to school and some are studying from home virtually. If your children go to school, they walk to school. I know for me, as a child growing up in what was considered a very safe neighborhood in San Francisco, California, where I'm from, I remember walking home one day after school with one of my boy cousins. And as we approached the house, a car drove slowly behind us. And as we got to the stairs of my home, the car parked. We actually got through the front gate of the house and through the front door after that. But as we closed the door, the man in the car had gotten out of the car and came up the stairs. Teach your children. They don't open the door for anyone. If they are what we call latchkey, meaning that they come home from school and they are of age, legal age, or what the law considers, you know, permissible, to be by themselves so the parent or someone gets home, right, to be with them. They don't open doors, they don't even answer phones, unless they know those numbers and who's calling. Mm -hmm. A lot of potential, I'm gonna use the term interferences, could be prevented this way. Even in places like the church. Mm -hmm. No offense to the clergy. No offense to the mothers and the elders. No offense. But parents, it is still important, like Shamika said, when you send your children to church, if they go into these groups away from you, Instill in them a comfort level to mm-hmm. talk to you about anything that makes them feel in uncomfortable.-. Mm-hmm. It's important. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, education we, is key, and you're doing a lot of good education. I mm-hmm. applaud you.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, thank you so much. Um, but yes, so that's one thing we do educate um, the parents on behavior, um, different things to look at, change in gr- grades, yes. bedwetting. If all of a sudden they've started bedwetting out of yes. nowhere, um, that's that could be anxiety. Right. That can be the trauma.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, all of a sudden, their mood changes. All of a sudden, they're angry from out of nowhere when they used to be a happy child. Yeah. It's so many different things to, to look for. But I'm going to shift for a second, okay? Sure. We're going to stick to educating. Um, but we have to pay attention to what's now happening in the world. Yeah. Again, it's our responsibility as parents to protect our, our child and children. What's also happening is, believe it or not, they're making... Notice I said earlier we're going to stick a pin in the fact that the uncle that molested me um, said that he was in love with me. Yes. They're beginning to say and make this behavior normal. They're trying to get us to accept it as normal behavior. What they're saying is, and of course you're from the mental health um profession and so i'm you know i'm sure you you know all about this um what they're saying is people who practice that type of behavior pedophiles um that they are children trapped in a grown person's body come on shalika teach teach children trapped in a grown person body but let's shift gears for a moment into the spiritual level oh come on that's a spirit, not a Ooh. not a child trapped in it. So I also have Shemika Thomas Ministry. Shemika Thomas Ministry dips into all of that. Unfortunately, with the Diamonds Mentor and Empowerment Program, we, we don't dip into that, but understand it is also a spiritual thing yeah. um, as well. Um, but I will say this that when it comes to um pedophiles that is actually a spirit. People don't want to people a lot of times people say oh they're just sick. They're just sick. Anything that is not normal is a spirit. Anything that is just not normal, you have to understand and I I'm, I'm not going to get too deep into that. Um I'm am I'm going I'm to take that that what you say preacher? Did you call me a preacher? Preach. I'ma take that that hat off and set it back down, but... I um, wanna say something, Shamika.
0: Let's be clear. Let's be clear. And I'm not correcting you, but let's be clear for those who don't church like us. Okay. Anything that's not, what did you say, normal? Mm-hmm. Is a spirit. Mm-hmm. Everything is a spirit. Yes. But there are demonic spirits Yes. And there are good spirits. Yes. But we're not going to get into that cuz that's a whole another yes. realm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I wanted to be clear. All spirits are not bad. That's right. But we recognize yes. that there is a spirit of pedophilia that is aligned with some other spirits. Yes. Those yes. spirits of control and witchcraft like the Jezebel spirit and so forth, but we're not going to go there. That's a whole yeah, nother podcast. That's another podcast. <laughs> I don't want people walking around thinking that, oh, the spirits are all bad. No, they ain't all bad.
1: <laughs> right. That's another podcast. But so what what what's happening right now is that they're starting to um, they they're starting to condition us. Oh, good work. Y'all really pay attention because we're always conditioned through media in different other forms and they're starting to condition us with not just media but even with toys they're starting to to make us think that this is normal so what they're going to do slowly is they're going to begin to they already started there are um pedophiles groups on facebook there's pedophiles there's a they have a whole flag they have a whole symbol really? um, it's out there it's all in movies it gets deep it's all in movies it's, it's everywhere and um they actually have um people parents who think it's okay for their children to date adults y'all y'all may not have been Y'all may not have seen it yet, but it's coming. It's gonna be out there even more. And they're trying to condition us through media. How are they trying to condition us through media, Shimika? What do you mean they're trying to condition us through media in different ways? Not sure if you all have heard, but just recently Netflix released a movie called Cuties. Now, there's nothing cute. There's nothing cute about a child gyrating on the floor having little short shirts on with the stomach out and humping on the floor, beating and shaking and doing all the sex. Sh- There's nothing cute about that. There's nothing cute about that. Okay. So they, they, um, Netflix had a movie called cuties. You can Google it. With my fat checkers fat check me. Um, and, um, not just with, so, movie called Cuties, and a lot of people are, are condoning, in, in Cuties, you will see that the little girls, it's really like a competition, and they're dancing, right. and they're doing certain dance called, what you call bucking, mm-hmm. where the little girl's legs and arms are wide, and they're doing this. That is not normal. That is not cute.
0: Especially for a little girl, let alone a grown woman.
1: That's right, let me back up a little bit. When I was seven, the way, um, I used to love to dance all the time when I was younger. And me and my cousins would dance, and he would sit there and he would watch me dance, okay? Now I do know they have all these little dance competitions where they bucking and doing all this stuff. No, that is not acceptable, no. You don't know who's out there that's sitting up there praying on your child. You know, I hear all the time men are visual. What man sitting up there oh, going girl, to please your child bucking? Come on, y'all. You better hush. You better
0: hush because this is the third episode of the Unfiltered with Car Jones Unlimited podcast where this has come up. The visual the visual thing that is happening in the media. I'm just gonna be candid woman of God, excuse me, I have given a name to social media bucking women and those who present themselves naked breasted, (laughs) inner showing, internet (laughs) hoes. And these internet hoes, come on, we're gonna keep it 100. Right. (laughs) They are turning into human trafficking and sex trafficking victims. Yes. Can we go there?
1: Yes, that's on my tablet to go to. But let's let's talk about the sex trafficking. Come While on. you're up there, y'all in competition and in these different places, and you're posting on Facebook, you're posting these videos. Your child is is dancing like a stripper on a stripper pole. I'm not calling anyone's child a stripper. What right. I'm saying. That is not normal. Your child should not be dancing in a provocative way. Your child should not be twerking. Your child should not be trying to drop it like it's hot. Your child, even though it's a popular dance called bucking. Right. Bucking, think about it. The image of a little girl with her legs wide open and arms up, and she pumping as hard as she can. Imagine someone sitting over there seeing this on the internet they are looking at the background they can actually believe it or not the way sex trafficking happens they are looking at the background of wherever you are a lot of time we tag where we are we're where we are. You competition at this particular place with your dancing dolls whoever they are bucking and doing whatever in competition you can google it because y'all are gonna have a facebook page uh you can google it you can get on facebook they can see and watch you take your child to that location pick your child up watch and see where the child go to school yeah um, all sex of that. Traffic, believe it or not, they can watch the children at school while they're playing on the playground. Yep. They can watch these some of these pictures you're posting. You have to be careful of the surroundings of where you're posting these pictures. If you're outside in your front yard or you're outside somewhere, believe it or not, sex traffickers they can actually locate where you are through the phone because yep. you have the location on. Um, they can also if they if think about it if they're in the city a lot of times these sex traffickers are working with people that's local yep so if it's a local person and they show a person this picture then chances are it could be your neighbor's house that's in the picture that's in the background well how many of us are familiar with I mean we're from I'm from Montgomery I can see a house and can tell you exactly where that um, neighborhood is yep that's how some of these children are also sex trafficked. Also, um, let's get back on a little education, a little, a little, um, a little bit. I, and I'm all over the place. Stay with me. It's okay, I'm with you. Um, the way they prep the victims too for molestation is through um, candy um, for the for the little kids. For their um, little kids, they also tickle. Mm -hmm. so teach your child no one should be tickling them they want them to sit on their lap laps little girls shouldn't sit on any man's lap period they want you to they want you to sit on their lap they also um for the younger girls I mean the older girls um middle school high school especially nowadays you know um let's say facts most homes are single parent household um and so most of the time it's really hard. And if, if kids going to school, they're seeing other kids with hairdos and new shoes mm-hmm. and nails. Well, now these uh, these pedophiles, they're actually um, telling them, if you let me do this or do that, I'll buy you those new shoes or I'll get get you a new hairdo or I'll get your nails done or hey, or they will do it and say, um, um, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get your nails done. Don't tell anybody. Right. They're different things of the nature. So there's different forms of coaching that we also educate with diamonds on. Um, also, let's get back to media with um, pedophiles. How they're making it normal. Um, so that's that's with media. Um, even with toys. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, they have toys. My daughter loved LOL dolls. Imagine how I felt to learn that they are with some of these lol dolls making these lol dolls um they're sexualizing these dolls and if you don't pay attention you just buying the doll and it's a popular doll doll you're letting them go on about their wife they're sexualizing some of these dolls also The LOL dolls, you can change out their clothes. Some of these LOL dolls, once you dip them in cold water and dip them 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 and dip them, them them, now you have fishlet, Net leggings. You have dominatrix type of stuff. Heels. Yes. No. It went from an innocent little child's toy to now, you know, they're naked and you dip them in water, and now different things. One LOL doll. It's um caution tape, like it's she's bandaged up and That's all. Stuff. But mm-hmm. um also, there's another uh, doll called. Poppy Trolls World Tour Dolls. I've shared on um, the Diamonds Mentoring Empowerment page where you lift up this doll's skirt and there's a button underneath her skirt. You push that button. You push that button and she (laughs) goes. No, no. We have to pay attention to these toys that we're buying for our children. This is how they're trying to make it seem they're trying to make it normal. And it is it is it's so conditioning. Not normal. That's conditioning. Mm-hmm. They're conditioning. Oh it's my goodness gracious. It's through media. It's through the toys. So we have to stay vigilant.
0: Another thing that we have to pay attention to and keep in mind, as much as I love music, the music. Yes. Yes. You no, know, music is, is life for me. Yes. But children, you know, parents need to pay attention to the lyrics to some of these songs.
1: Yes. Yes. Cartoons as well. Absolutely.
0: Cartoons yeah. and comics. They slide things in. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Parents just need to pay attention. And it's not just for the elementary school age children, it's the middle school, the high school, and then as children progress into the young adult stage of life and they go off to community college, college, university, you young people, going to college is an exciting time of your life. I remember that, being an Mm -hmm. undergraduate, okay? And yes, you are at that stage of life where you are excited to experience your independence.
1: Still be careful. Yes. Let's point this out. Um, A lot of kids are coming up missing. um, Young ladies wind up into sex trafficking because they meet a guy online on Facebook. Or they meet a girl too. Yes. Working with guys yes there we go and they agree to meet up with them yes and when they meet up with them um they go missing yeah um not just with sex trafficking but organ harvesting is very real as well so even the child or the the person may not wind up into sex trafficking they may wind up with their organs cut out and missing um because that is there's a a black market if if i'm saying it correctly i think the black market for organs absolutely and so um yeah we definitely have to be mindful um you know especially with children um everything they're doing you know you want them to be a child you want them to be teenagers but we need to train them teach them up be vigilant and be prayerful um even with myself i own a cleaning company called thomas cleaning services yes and um i go to homes to give quotes and on today one of the homes i went to this particular realtor is actually in a different state was in a different state And gave me the code to the lockbox and no one was supposed to be there. Now, um, if I'm going to a home, most of the time, if it's an empty home for a realtor, I'm going with a realtor. Right. Um, So this was my first time going to a home without a realtor or going by myself. I took Nexus, even though here I am 40, I made sure that people knew the address I was going to. I made sure I was... I actually had one of my friends on the phone with me. Um, I made sure that um, they, when I left the home, people knew that I was, I got there and I'm gone. I've also downloaded, I have um, a note. My mother has an iPhone. I've communicated to my mother and my, my sister that I would like for y'all to track me because I've had some instances where it just seemed a little creepy Mm -hmm. and so we've downloaded the life 360 app and so um today unfortunately because my mother is flying back to hawaii she couldn't track me so i made sure to communicate to other people to track you know to know where i was now here's the thing when i got to this home i actually um couldn't get into the home and no one was supposed to be there but someone was there so now i am really like My little antennas are going because I'm like, no one is supposed to be at this home. Um, The friend that was on the phone, the car that was in the driveway, I gave her the tag number. You know, I did everything I could think of right then to protect myself because here I am at this supposed to be empty home by myself and the realtors in another state, okay? um and so i think it's important um oftentimes especially when kids become teenagers they think that you're wanting to keep up with them i think being sure to sit them down let them listen to this podcast yes share this share your stories of molestational or, or sexual trauma or rape um with your children um And be sure they understand that this is real and why you're having them do certain things. Um, If you're tracking your child, be sure they understand that this is for their safety. Some parents think you're violating the child's privacy by tracking them. But again, when God created us, he he said that our our main job, excuse me, I said he said, our main job, that ain't what he said, Shamika's saying, (laughs) <laughs> our main job as a parent is to protect our children. Right. Period. In my case, by any means necessary. I have this little GPS tracking device on my daughter's phone. She also have a smart watch she don't even know when I'm tapping in looking at her surroundings. She she knows that that's what the watch does because I communicated with her. And it's a waterproof watch. It's very inexpensive. Um, got it through Amazon. But she doesn't. She doesn't know when I'm tapping in and looking. She just yeah. being herself, enjoying herself. She doesn't know I'm. I'm tapping in. I'm looking around and I'm listening to what's happening. What's wrong with that? I mean, and she also knows that too. You know, and she understands it's for her protection. If I see her in a location, um, she's. <laughs> She was just with my my mother and my sister about two weeks ago. And when I tracked her, I just, you know, she's with my mother and my sister. I'm not thinking, don't, you know, I'm trusting them, everything. But when I tracked her, I know she's in a location that I was not familiar with. So I'm calling her phone. She's not answering. So I called my mom and I called my sister. I'm like, You know, where is she? Normally, if she's in a location I'm not familiar with or feel like she shouldn't be, I would text her. Sometimes we text the safe word just in case someone's around. And if she responds back with the safe word, letting me know everything's okay, then I would say, well, where are you? You know, um, and she would say wherever she is, even when, you know, um, she was with my mother and my sister. They were at a location that I had no clue. Like, what is this? What are they doing? It, it <laughs> but I'm like, what is this? And so, you know, spoke to them, and so, and there's nothing wrong with that. And with these little, um, with this tracking device with her phone, it keeps up the history. Mm-hmm. So whatever I tracked her, it's keeping that up. You know. Right. Um, so I encourage parents to do whatever is necessary. It is our job. Um my mother to learn what i've went through the molest the the different times i've gone through molestation it really hurt her to see the pain and to see her crying and for her to hear what i went through and not realizing it, it hurt her um i used to blame my mother when i was younger um and that caused of divide in our relationship that we had to work on Mm -hmm. and the reason why I'm sharing this um you you know me I'm a very private person you've never heard me talk about my private life or anything of that nature whenever you hear me talk about something it's always about diamonds or business or what I'm doing or just talk about my daughter but never about anything personal and so I'm a very private private person and the reason why i'm sharing this about me and my mother's relationship and i'm sure she doesn't mind is because again i was a kid who who thought my mother should have known
2: right
1: even though i didn't say mom this is happening to me because i was afraid i felt like she should have known and as a kid i couldn't understand why my mama didn't didn't know didn't pick up if I say mama do I have to go there I couldn't understand why if I said that she didn't respond you know um and that caused problems between us uh I would act out towards my mother come on now let's be honest I would act out towards my mother I would purposely do things if she said this um it's cold out go put on a jacket. I would say no it's not and don't put on a jacket just because she said that. The reason why I'm pointing that out is because I think it's important for parents to hear that. Why do I think that's important for parents to hear? Because your child may be acting out towards you or maybe acting out towards um, a sibling or something along those lines. and if the child is acting out towards the sibling, why is their child acting out towards the sibling? Is is their father or or for some reason what has happened? What type of trauma or uh, any type of abuse, physical abuse or whatever? Why is this child acting out? A child will not just act out for no reason. You, Kari, you're in the mental health profession. Chandra. Children and people just don't act out for no reason. And so that's why I'm pointing that out. All of a sudden you see a huge change in your child's behavior towards you or what have you. This is where you really need to dig. is where you really need to take a step back. But that's where you really need to dig and need to take a step back and ask, what is it? Why is my child acting out? What's going on? It's as
0: simple That's right. as that, and there, you know, there's a lot of wonderful um, tools out there in the form of books um, mm-hmm. that can help a parent, you know, to become more familiar with these things. One question I wanted to ask you, Shamika, did you go through any counseling at all?
1: I did go through counseling when I was younger. Okay, good. good. I, I began to act out quite a bit um again I began to have anger the anger came from the molestation right. um I was angry um I had a lot of fear and the anger came out in different ways um one of the ways it came out just acting out um just being a didn't want to be obedient I was not a I start being a very disobedient child to my mother um And so, yes, we went to counseling because my mom is like, what is going on? She really, really wanted to know what was going on and she took me to counseling, so yes. Did it come out of counseling that that you
0: were being molested?
1: Let me see. I can't remember. Okay. I can't remember um, if it came out then. My point in
0: saying that, the reason I asked is because your mom, paying attention, did take you to counseling. But what I want parents to understand is you can still take your child to counseling because of behavioral issues. Mm -hmm. They may be at that time or had previously experienced some form of sexual molestation or assault, and they still don't disclose it to the counselor.
1: Yes, because again, if you tell anyone, I will kill your mother. I would say. Some abusers tell the victim, if you tell anyone, I will kill you. You sure they do. They really do. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, this has been a wonderful,
0: much needed conversation, Shamika. I'm truly blessed. And I just, you know, I thank God for you. And I thank God for Him giving you a release to share your story. Mm -hmm. your story that is going to continue to bless the world i speak that over Amen. i confirm what others have already told you because we can never talk about this enough we can never talk about this enough because somebody you know i tell people all the time i don't care how many people pay attention to the live recordings and all that i don't care nothing about that it would be nice if thousands of them paid attention maybe one day they will i don't care but the lord said do it so i'm gonna do it that's right and if one person just one person hears, sees this message they are blessed they are informed they are helped they get gain a better understanding. Yes, They are free, okay, from the bondage of fear and are able to talk about what's happening to them, then
1: we have done our job. Yes, yes. Um, If you don't mind, um, Cara, I do want to um, just share contact information. Absolutely. Before I close
0: out, I always ask my guests, to please share how people can get in touch as you guys may not know Shamika is available for workshops seminars public speaking engagements tell us tell us how we can reach you girl
1: well I can be reached at area code 205-277-7155 again that's 205-277-7155 you can also like and follow me on Facebook and share on Facebook at um diamonds mentoring and empowerment program again that's diamonds with an s on the end mentoring and empowerment program you can also visit the website at www.diamondsmentoring.com so what
0: i will do because i want people to be able to um go to those various platforms that you just talked about you do have an instagram as well as
1: your diamonds on instagram It's Shamika, Shamika is spelled S-H-E-M-S and Michael, I-K-A, underscore Thomas, underscore diamonds on Instagram. But I'm going to create a complete, um, I I need to create a diamonds only um, Instagram page, and I'm going to do that.
0: Okay. Well, again, I thank you. Thank you for being one of the founding participants of uh, car jones unlimited presents grown Woman only birmingham you have moved on to other things but i thank you for coming back and sharing what wonderful work you are doing
1: you are most welcome you are most welcome thank you for the invite who would have <laughs> we, we <never laughs> could have imagined what <laughs> what would have come out of that? I know I was super excited meeting y'all at the Applebee's in Montgomery and then meeting y'all in Birmingham because I needed a balance, you know, I needed to be surrounded by, you know, like-minded women, but I never would have thought in a million years that
0: Oh, lest we forget, you did put a blurb in there about your new cleaning service company, but you have another business that I love. What else are you doing?
1: Um, I'm also doing the t-shirts. I have my diamonds t-shirt. As you can see, it's my bling t-shirt. It's diamonds diamonds um, diamond so I have my diamond t-shirt um, yes the cleaning business is Thomas cleaning services um, I also have um, a ministry Shamika Thomas ministries and I have uh, a, a t-shirt company as well called the t-shirt Bay um, with the diamond shirt that is not sold on the t-shirt Bay um, it is uh, sold through it's it's for donations through Diamonds Mentoring Empowerment Program, the T-shirt Bay. You know, everybody's walking around want to say something on their T-shirts. So I have a company, and it is you can follow and like on Facebook, the T-shirt Bay, um, and over 40 T-shirts to choose from. You can choose, wow. and I will um, mail it out to you. Um, so yeah, awesome. There was something.
0: Oh, how do they get the coloring book?
1: Oh, yeah. To get to purchase the coloring book, um, you can just go through the Facebook page, Diamonds Mentoring and Empowerment Program. You can contact me again at 205 277 7155 or you can visit the website www.diamondsmentoring.com. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we are going to call
0: this a wrap. I want to thank everyone who will view and listen to this. Fourth episode of Car Jones Unlimited Grown Woman Only series featuring Shamika Thomas, founder and director of Diamond's Mentoring and Empowerment Program in Birmingham, Alabama. We're broadcasting to you tonight from Houston, Texas. Please stay tuned. We have more exciting podcast episodes coming your way. I love you, Shamika. God bless you. I love you too, my darling. I'll see you soon. I'll let you know when I'm coming to Bama. And okay. maybe maybe you come to Texas. There we go. I'm trying to come to Texas. <laughs> no, it's, uh, all right, baby. Okay. Take good care. Tell Heaven cool. hello for me.
2: I will, gorgeous.
0: All right, baby. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.